Welcome to the Mad Black Dad podcast, and I am him, Mad Black Dad. Uh, this is episode four. Um, got a neat little background going on, playing with something new. We'll see how it goes. Um, and I just really want to talk about the most, well, I'm put it like this. The most important things I've learned about being a black man, some of the most important things. I've learned about being a black man. I've actually learned from a black woman. Uh, three black women, to be exact. Um, Nikki Giovanni, uh, Bell Hooks, and my wife. Uh, it definitely, she's definitely going to be one of them. Uh, but, like, it's just how it is, right? Um, and there's no disrespect to, to the men that have come before me or the men that have supported uh, me and helped raise me to be the man that I am today and I am quite proud of, of that man um, who I am uh, but let's let's be honest right or if I'm being honest at least women have contributed to that specifically black women have contributed to that and this is just a little bit how they have contributed to you know me um because yes, the mad black dad is a thing, but it really wouldn't be a thing if it wasn't for some of the work that they have done, um, knowingly or unknowingly. Um, well, granted, I don't think Bell Hooks or Nikki Giovanni knows what they've done for me, but um, I know that Leah does. Um, so, and we're just gonna talk about that for a bit, or I'm gonna talk about that for a bit. So, um, Starting with Nikki, uh, the first thing that she taught me, uh, and again, she has no idea that I know this, uh, is like the power of presence. So in 71, if we can go back, of course, it's way before me, but uh, she had a conversation with um, James Baldwin, and a couple years ago, maybe about five years ago or so, um, I found this video on YouTube, or it found me maybe and it was at their conversation that was on the tv show soul and um i love that interview i love it because the way that they were able to just kind of go back and forth and they could agree with each other and also disagree with each other and like push back and challenge each other it created um it was like this really safe space for a black man and a black woman to really talk about their ideologies and they can like push back against each other without being disrespectful or you know or even like being toxic right because you can be toxic without disrespecting the other person and, and there's a little roundabout ways but you know when we look at how we have conversations with how men and women have conversations nowadays especially in this social media podcast era where everybody has an opinion and everybody needs to get their stuff off. And Kevin Samuels has created monsters. And, um, you know, I, out of black men and women, I don't think, um, you know, he's only affected men. I think this idea of a high value man and what men bring to the table and what women bring to the table, I think his conversations are loaded and also misleading. But um, in this conversation with Nikki and James Baldwin, um, we, we don't see that there. 
so much. I mean, there are some times where they like kind of pull rank on each other, but it, I, I like it. So um, in this conversation, they uh, they start talking about like black love and the black relationships and um, how men and women kind of deal with each other or even forced to deal with each other. And uh, he talked about James Baldwin talked about um, there was a point where he said, you know society as we know it um even back then but even to this day have this ideology that a man is supposed to provide and provide like in a financial fashion and if a man doesn't do that then he is not a man or he's less than a man and if i'm dating this woman and she's expecting me to provide because that's what men do and i can't provide for whatever reason um I, I no longer want to like deal with this woman. I want to like dis I, I distance myself. I disappear. I fall away, or I fall back, and that also includes like men that had families. So you'd see a man with a woman and a child, or a wife and a child, and he can't provide. He feels less than a man, so he skips. He like he skips out. He he disappears. He goes ghost, and next thing you know, he's left this family um, high and dry. He's left this child, his wife, or you know, significant other high and dry. Um, in pursuit of whatever a man is supposed to be or escaping or to escape that reality that, you know, in this space, he's a man that just doesn't have what he needs to, you know, sustain himself or his family. And that makes him feel like less than a man. So he leaves because who wants a man that isn't a man? Um, and in that notion uh, here's the pushback that Nikki Giovanni gave was essentially like, yeah, but you have more to offer as a man. Like you don't, it's, I, I, she needed you more than just for the money. She needed your thought equity, your, your physical presence, you know, your emotional presence. And by, you know, becoming so obsessed um, with this idea that men can only provide in a financial aspect, you actually, lose out on all the other things that you are able to provide and then when you you skip out on that the family misses out on that so now we have a family that is actually in need the the, the children are in need the wife is in need um because men have more to offer men have more to offer than you know the financial um support and um you know if i'm being like transparent about this in this space it's like even in times where I would have a job or um, or even I didn't have a job, I would also like disappear, but not even not in a physical term. Like I wouldn't like dip and, you know, leave my family high and dry. But like I, I, I would mentally check out or even maybe even like emotionally check out. And Leah would like, no, like we need you. Like I need you here. Dom needs you here. Um, I mean, this was before Dion, but even still a little bit with, with her being here too now, it's like, you cannot, I, we cannot afford, like, for you to just not be here. We need you to, like, check back in. And I'd be so caught up, like, I don't have this, I don't have that, I, I, you know, I'm not here for you, or at least I don't feel like I'm here for you. I'm not making enough, I'm not doing enough. And I, I would feel like less than a man or feel less than the husband than I should be 
or even that they need me to be or the father that, that Dom needs me to be and Dion needs me to be. And I would really like hark really heavy on my on myself to the point that it was like really detrimental. Um, and but I would be lacking that that presence that was like necessary. So that's like my that has been my thing and the thing that I like consistently work through. And the thing that I, I, I picked up is like probably one of the more important things. It's like one, as a man, I can provide more than just um, you know, money. And it's not to say that like, oh no, I don't have to provide money. Cause I absolutely do. Like I still have to have my job. I still have to like bring in this money or, you know, try to bring in more money. But on top of that, right? that's not the only thing that's not the whole pie that is only a piece of the pie and i can still be here you know physically of course i can still be here mentally i can still be here emotionally there's other levels of support that i can provide as a man and you know society is just not talking about that you know it's just about money 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 you know if a man don't make x amount of dollars he's not a high value man or if you know he's not you know doing this or doing that or making whatever you know he's not a man and that's that's simply not true the truth of the matter is is like you bring in this amount and hopefully that's what you know your family needs to sustain um but you also have other things to provide um, you also have other things that you can do in your presence is necessary more than just inside of the bank account. It's also present, you know, physically in the home It's also present, like in their minds and in their hearts. So, you know, that is that was huge for me. That was huge for me. And when I sat down and I talked to Leah, like, I, you know, I saw this video and it was crazy, you know, and it, it, it meant so much. It's like, how do you feel about this? She was like, that's what I've been trying to tell you this whole time. And I'm like. Oh, like I, I had no idea. It's like I had to like hear it from you know in some other space or and maybe in just like a different language or so, um, for me to like fully grasp it. And it was wild that you know it just it made it made too much sense. It, it made too much sense, and when I really think about it, so um, I don't know. It was. Still working through it. I'm still talking about it, as you can tell. But I'm in a space now where I can like share about it and, and, and see how we can, you know, keep doing this or how I can keep growing. Uh, the second one, Bell Hooks, um, has written tons of books on like love and um, femininity in terms of like, like I'm not really trying to put it, but the best way I can really say it would probably just be that um at least what I've picked up is like there is there's two sides to this like masculine feminine coin right like there's a yin and a yang to it we all have both and the better we get at like working on that and finding that balance the better off we'll be because like let's be honest fellas guys dads like you have a feminine side you have a feminine side, so I know it'd be kind of hard to hear about it or, or talk about it because everything is all rooted in masculinity and what men got to do. Got to be raw, raw, tough, hard. You know, uh, this ego about us has to be like rock solid. 
and if we not, then, you know, we're looked at a certain way or, you know, perceived to be a certain thing, and that's just not the truth. Um, and, and there is a space for men to showcase or even just simply express uh, a, a more feminine side or a softer side. Um, and it's okay to love. It's, it's okay to love. And it's understanding that some of us, not all of us, but some of us, really we weren't shown love not in in a in a more romantic or intimate sense like we know familial love for sure you know for the most part you know our parents uh, mom dad individually or both have like shown us love and our grandmothers and grandparents and aunts and uncles and cousins like they've shown us this familial love so we got that we got that in the bag um but like this romantic or this intimate love that comes with somebody that is not your family, um, a lot of us haven't had that, don't know that experience or don't even know what that looks like or how we should feel because maybe we didn't really see it, we didn't have any examples of it, um, or the examples that we were shown were like terrible examples, um, like worst case scenarios. So now here we are, you know, adults, uh, attempting to find love but really don't know what we're looking for or we've found what we think is love in all of the wrong places and you know it, 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 what she the things that she wrote had really taught me that I for a long time I didn't really know like how to love and I thought that I did you know oh I do this I say I love you and we do this and that and whoop whoop, whoop. but you know all some of that is cool and accurate, but all of it isn't really like, you know, on its when it's encompassed all together, it's not really love. These are just like, here, here's some things, you know, that you do, but it's like routine and it's not, it doesn't have the intimacy. It doesn't have the intention that like love would. Um, so, you know, she taught me in, in some ways uh, how to love. She taught me in some ways that like, you can be softer, um, and you do have this softer side, hate to say it, I guess, because, you know, act like we can't have it, we gotta be hard, but, you know, there's a, there's a space for it, there's a space for it, and if you are operating or living in a space where you don't have it or you can't find it, then that's just not a safe space for you, and you, you have to, you know, be able to create that space or find a new space for it. Um, and, and that's, I guess, scary, uh, cause it creates a degree of vulnerability. And of course, nobody wants to be vulnerable because every time we tried to show somebody, you know, a softer side or every time we tried to be vulnerable and we told a secret that we got burned or, you know, whatever your individual story is, but we find, we, we later find, or hopefully, that there is strength and support. You, you find you're, you are the strongest when you are able to be vulnerable. And if you look at it, if I, if I look at it like weightlifting, right? Okay, I'm, I'm whatever, pick your heaviest weight. You're benching it, you're struggling with it, it's tough. But sometimes you get that spot, you're still 
doing most of the work yourself. You're just getting a little bit of support. So you're going to get it. You just got to keep working at it. And that's the same thing with like being vulnerable and being emotionally intelligent. Yes, you know, you are going to get hurt. It may be it may be difficult. It may, you know, be, be tiresome. But sometimes when you lean on somebody, you'll get that little bit of support. And that'll eventually make, that'll, in time, it'll make you stronger. The more you keep working that muscle, that heart muscle in this case, you, the more you keep working it, the stronger it'll be. And, you know, we've seen that. We've seen that from time to time to time to time. And that's that's the way we, we have to operate. We always have to do our best to operate in love. We have to operate in this grace space. We have to operate with a willingness to be empathetic and to listen to ourselves, listen to our partners. Um, and, you know, that's difficult when you don't know how or when you've never tried to do it. And as men, we're like, well, we're, we're fixers, we're fixers. Oh, somebody tell you this problem. Well, the first thing I'm going to do is give you this, try to give you the solution. Now you need to do this. Now you need to do that. And sometimes that's not what people want. Some people, sometimes they just want to like, hey, I got it. I have this thing. I have this uh, situation. I just need to share. I just need to get it off my chest. I'm not looking for a solution. I just need to hear. Um, and I think that's what, where a lot of men go wrong because we do think we're supposed to fix everything. And sometimes it just takes us to stop and listen and consider and just be empathetic in this space because, um, that's what it be. So how can we be more empathetic? How can we lead with love? How can we uh, show uh, showcase our, our, our more feminine side? Um, because they, they our, our masculinity or even our femininity served us at some point. At some point, this is what you needed in order to survive the space you were in. And that made sense because you were there and you needed this. And if you didn't, you wasn't going to make it. Maybe it was physically, maybe it was emotionally or whatever. So you created this this shield or this barrier to protect you as you went about in that space. But if, as you start entering other spaces and you enter a space for love and you enter a space of, of, of you know intimacy, you have to let down some of that masculinity and you have to find new tools to serve you better. Uh, because if you can't find that balance, you're probably not going to find that peace with yourself or with your relationship. So, you know, what are we doing? What are we doing? It's just, let's, let's figure that part out, you know? Uh, this part is probably the hardest part. Because uh, it's something that I, I still... I still struggle with um and it's the third probably also the most important one because they kind of tie into the others uh is, is communication and that's the one that my wife has taught me the most of and she still be teaching me and I still be oh I still be straggling I still be straggling if I'm really honest about it um but not just like communication for sake of communication, but like communication through adversity, um, communication, uh, being intent, intentful or in, intentional. 
don't know where that intentful came from. Uh, being intentional about communication. Um, and communicating when it's good, when it's bad, and everything in between. I just, ooh, I, I didn't come from a, play, uh, a home that communicated. I didn't. Um, and that's no disrespect to my parents. Every time they, every time I bring them up in a podcast or in a blog post uh, and I say something, they, they take it to heart. They take it to heart. And it's no, it's no, it's no shade against them. It's no ill will towards them. They did the best that they could with what they had. And we were all raised from something. We were all raised from something. So my dad was in the military, um, as this has been like so duly noted. But he was he was rigid. He he was rigid. If I say it, do it. Or, um, you know, he wasn't so stiff that it had to be yes, sir, no, sir. But there was very little room for, like, the back and forth. So if he said it, and if I'm getting scolded because I didn't do right or I could have done better or whatever, that's it. So I just got to take it on the chin and keep it moving. So now that I'm an adult, um, and I was real, I really struggled with this, like, in my in my 20s. <clears throat> I would something goes wrong I'm stuck I'm stuck if we arguing I'm stuck I'm I'm mute I'm not talking I, I don't know what to say I'm froze I'm a deer in headlights and I'm gonna fall back and that would piss Leah off oh my god she hated that she hated it cause she felt like it was talking to a brick wall and I'm like you're not. I'm listening. I swear I'm listening. I just, I'm stuck. And I've gotten better over the years where it's like, I'm, I'm responding. And I'm, I'm talking through the adversity. I'm talking through me being uncomfortable. Because to this day, I still hate it. But I can't not respond. I can't not communicate. I have to say something. I have to be, uh, and like, again, it can't just be anything, right? I have to be intentional about what I'm about to say. Am I responding to what's been said? Am I being empathetic to her feelings? Like, what am I doing? Because freezing and being stuck is not going to help me. It's not going to help me. It's not going to help her. It's not going to resolve the situation or move the situation forward. I had, I, I had, it took a long time and I still struggle with it, but <clears throat> that's what it is. That's what it is. You, you just really, you have to work through it. You got to figure that shit out. You got to talk about it. And I think that, you know, if I'm going back to the video um, with Nikki Giovanni and James Baldwin, of course, in, in, in a lot of ways, they're orators, so, like, talking is is something that they did. But there was a back and forth, and, like, they, they can have that pushback and that challenge about their <clears throat> ideology or their thought process. And, they, and like, and boom, 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 boom. Like, the, the response is thoughtful, but it's also quick. Um, and 
you know, it's important to be able to like have these things, say these things, be respectful, stand your ground and communicate well your thoughts. I couldn't com communicate my thoughts. Um, and I think this, uh, one of the bigger pieces for like Mad Black Dad, um, the blog and now the podcast is, this is therapeutic. This is therapeutic beyond what I thought it would be um, because I'm actively like talking out these things. It's been me or, I'll, or I'm talking with my guys uh, or I'm talking to other dads. Like all of this stuff is, is, is therapeutic because I'm tackling all of these, all of these things. I'm, I'm communicating my thoughts openly. Um, these are all thoughts, of course, you know, that I'm, I'm, I've shared or am sharing, you know, um, with Leah, um, but I'm also sharing these with other people as well because, to me, what's the point of gaining a you know any inkling of knowledge but not sharing it? So if this worked for me, hopefully it works for you too, um, or find something that does work for you. Um, so, but this is where I'm at. Like, it's all very very therapeutic for me, and I'm working through it, and I'm trying my best. Um, to be a better man for myself, uh, be a man, better man for my wife, and be a better man for my kids because they're watching me. They're watching everything that I do, so I gotta. I have to do it well. I gotta do it, in, you know, with intention. And it's a, it's an interesting it's an interesting space that I'm maneuvering through right now, um, as I'm still trying to grow up. Um, but I'm also raising at the same time. So it's like, we're, we're, it's this constant build, like build and create, build and destroy, like all at, at the, at the same time, um, like destroying my old habits, creating new ones, but also trying to establish something like brand new with these children. Um, so that's this is where I, this is this is the, this is the work, right? This is what we do. When we're saying that we're doing the work. Is this it? This feel this feels like the work. Um, so I'm gonna just keep working, right? I'm, I'm gonna keep working, and um, I'm gonna invite others to continue to work with me or start working. Um, because this is this is a thing. Um, I am mad black dad, or but so is you know my homeboy who has uh, two kids, or you know the guy down the street who has three daughters, or um, you know the 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 man that's incarcerated and can't see his children. Uh, we're all mad black dads um, but we all have similar yet different stories and we all have journeys that we're on so all of this is to create community um, for them for me, for them and for the guys that will eventually be mad black dads so I don't, I, I don't do this for me, I do this for us 
because it's a collective journey, even though we are all in different spots or on different paths, but it's still on its own a collective journey. So um, I look forward to continue sharing my journey with you all. So I appreciate it. Thanks for listening. This has been uh, Mad Black Dad Podcast, and I will see y'all soon.